Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Nonverbal communication and digging for clues get to the root of who people really are. Did you know that 93% of our communication is delivered non-verbally? So extracting the correct information starts with your openness and then observing how things unfold. Today, we're going to hone your ability to read people better in an interview. Today's quote, you don't have to tell me what your limits are. When the decisions you make, your actions and body language says it all. And I'm sure you know who said that, don't you, Ernie? Oh, I do. And that was Marlon Rico Lee. Yep. I don't even know who he is. Do you? He's an artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We identify a specific problem and provide tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. And we share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today. Ernie Basulto. Ernie is the Director of Human Resources of Antis Roofing and Waterproofing. Ernie developed an early interest in cultural and human relations as he grew up in two separate countries. Very cool. I'm jealous. <laughs> he was inspired by his father to develop ongoing needs of the workforce and has done so by providing support and guidance to both business leaders and employees. Ernie, <coughs> excuse me, was a senior human resources business partner at the fifth largest retail mortgage lender in the nation and is currently the director of HR at Antis Roofing and Waterproofing, which is an amazing company. I love that place. Yep. <laughs> where he provides leadership for all aspects of HR, including hiring practices, establishes culture, and guides employees to find their purpose at work, which is why I love you guys, because you guys have this great culture. So Ernie, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thank you for having me today. I'm happy to have you. So today we're going to cover how to build rapport, and then we're going to talk about reading verbal and nonverbal cues. Yep. So let's start out with the obvious question, why is this important? Well, it's important because a lot of a lot of business leaders will hire somebody just for the skill. And uh, they have a position to fill, they go after it and they say, "Oh, they have the skills, that's what that's who we're going with." Like 90% of companies do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of problems is that? I'd rather you say it than me, but what kind of problems does <laughs> that create? <laughs> well, Pray tell, do tell. Yes, yes. Uh, you know when we we forget that when we hire someone, we hire the whole person, not just the skill. And uh, that could be a problem. So when we hire someone, we hire all the skills and all the good, but we also hire the blemishes as well. And that can be a problem down the line sometimes. So it's kind of like the analogy might be something like getting married to somebody just because they're wearing your favorite kind of shoes. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of, because sometimes <laughs> we just have such a need. We want this done. We want to, we want it filled. And we're just going to go with whoever kind of fits the bill. And like you said, I like their color shoes. And that's not always the case. Not a good idea. All right. So let's delve into it. Let's talk about how you build rapport, because I think that's something you do really well in interview process from what we've discussed yeah. off camera. Yeah. Um, so talk to me. Sure. So in the interview process, like you said, it's important to build rapport with someone. And in an hour or less, sometimes it's hard to do that. So what I do is I, I just talk to the person. I just ask a lot of questions. Um, 
a lot of the times, well, isn't that what most companies or most people do, though? Yes, most com- yes, most companies, most leaders will ask questions. Just hey, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah, exactly. And those aren't <laughs> the questions we need to ask. No, I think it's important to ask situational questions or things that will highlight their behavior. So I'll ask questions about themselves. Being careful, of course, in California, because you have to be watchful of what we ask. But I like to ask for stories. I ask people, tell me about a time when this happened. And then I get to see the other side of them. And then I listen intently, and then I mirror what they say. So essentially, you're using a behavioral question as a way to get them comfortable. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So run me through how you do that. An interview is a stressful thing. Yes, very much. And most of the time, you get somebody who's nervous, who's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not easy on the person who's interviewing a lot of times. Right. So how do you get past that? Well, first, I like to ask just basic questions. I'll ask about, you know, I'll ask run me through your resume, talk to me about just these basic things about your skills, and I'll ask about their skills as well, because that's what we do in an interview. We want to make sure we have the right person. Sure. But after that, then I start asking behavioral questions. Like, what are you looking for, though, in a resume? Because a lot of times that's a trap, right? You get kind of, you go down that path and you start talking about the resume for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, then why'd you do that? And then it becomes a skills-based an inquisition than it does an actual, like, conversation. Right. So instead of saying, okay, so I see that you worked at ABC Company. Tell me about what you did. <laughs> uh, although, you know, that might be a Which good Which leads us to the body language piece because yes. when you start doing that, you're usually kind of defensive and closed off. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you we'll get, get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So you get the kind of the quote-unquote best version of themselves, right? Yeah. Because they prepared for that. What they're not always prepared for is walk me through your resume. Kind of tell me about your history and kind of walk me through like your most recent position and then walk me backwards. So that's a different way to see it because now they're going to tell me a story. So I'm going to take the off of their, oh, I rehearsed this mode, and I'm going to take them to tell me your story, your professional story. So in that, they begin to just interject their opinion sometimes about it or how they felt about it. Wouldn't it be better, though, to have them walk you through their story from the beginning? So tell me about, like, you know, where you grew up, your childhood, you have any crazy aunts and uncles, like whatever stories from there. Yeah, well, of course, the beginning of the interview, we just don't sit down and, okay, hi, tell me about your resume. It's more like, hey, how was your day? Was it okay coming in? I have to be, of course, very careful in California. We don't want to ask, oh, so I see you're married. So does that that mean you have kids? (laughs) Oh, no, you know, we can't have that here. No. So we just ask, I ask lighthearted questions. Tell me a bit about that. And then we dive into their their path, their professional path, be it from beginning to end, end to beginning, whatever it is. So what are you doing to settle their nerves? You're getting them in a mindset where like, okay, this guy's kind of cool. I'm comfortable with him. Yeah. And I make sure that I mirror. So I I think that's very important is to say, oh, so you did this. Oh, wow. And then make a comment about it or to say, "Oh, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more about this. So this way, I'm showing interest in the person. And, and I really am actually genuinely interested. So it's just having a conversation. Yeah, and you're person. digging in and gaining uh, uh, the evidence that you need to formulate an opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the best way, by the way, to eliminate bias. Yes. Is to gather evidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to gather. I, I want to see who yeah. the person is. And by their storytelling, I'm going to tell, or it's going to tell me who they are. That is so important. What if they're a terrible storyteller? It's important not to ask yes or no questions. So it's important to ask, tell me about a time or how do you feel about this? How do you approach this? So this way I get the storytelling. And to answer your question, 
What if they're a terrible storyteller? Well, for some positions, that might not be a bad thing. If it's uh, yeah, like engineers or accountants, they're wired differently. Yeah, 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 their thought process is differently, yeah. and that's okay. And uh, for example, with an accountant, if if an accountant is better friends with paper than with people, sometimes that's okay. But you know, I'm not going to dismiss a candidate if they can't tell a great story. They still have to be congruent with your culture, though. Absolutely, to be fit. Yeah. Wow. So if you're just joining us on the live stream of the podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. My name is Rick Gerard. And today our guest is Ernie Basaluto. He's the Director of Human Resources at Antis Roofing and Waterproofing. All right. So let's dig into how we structure an interview and what we're looking for. Now, as you're gathering this information, what do we do with it? How are we processing it? As we gather the info, one of the things that I look at is, again, how they're telling me that story. Uh, because I want to see who this person is. I want to see what they're going to bring to the company. So if I'm a business owner, this person is coming in, I want to make sure if I'm paying a salary that this that I'm getting, not just, I don't want to say my money's worth, I want to make sure that they add to our culture, to our goals, to where we're headed. So I want to see and be able to, you know, see through the interview that they're going to be able to provide that, not just for me or for us, but for the organization as a whole. Now, are you having others speak to this person as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the supervisor, maybe even the team, if that's important, which it always is. If I could say in preparation, one of the things that I recommend to our, you know, to our leaders is build questions around the goals for the position. So what I do is I coach them on making sure that they fill these box or check these boxes. So like what boxes? So for one is, does their experience align with the job description? or the needs of the position. That's the, the one thing you have to look for, or that's the first box. Align the questions around these four items. So one is, will the person align with the job description or the requirements? Well, I know purpose is a big thing for your company, right? Absolutely. Like, all right, so how do you how are you judging whether or not somebody is purposeable or mm-hmm. has a purpose? Mm-hmm. Well, several ways to do it, but one is when you ask questions around, they have a mindset when coming into a position. And I want to make sure that they're teachable. One of the things that I find out in an interview is if a person is teachable, humble, are they going to be able to give? Because, for example, our culture, it is purpose-based. And people come in with wanting to serve and give. It's the whole servant leadership model. So part of the questions I ask is, hey, ask about these things. And you see it in the person's response. You see it in how they respond to the question. Which leads us into nonverbal forms of communication. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> so we're talking about behavioral questions that you kind of lead up. You're gathering the information, which is awesome. I love it because that's what I preach all the time. Yeah. Let's talk about nonverbal communication because this is a really important part that I think a lot of us forget. Whenever you get into these interactions, you really need to be the one who's open in your nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. right? Your body language needs to be open. You need to be friendly. You need to be the yes. one who's kind of putting that person in ease, which you tend to do just by nature, I think. Mm-hmm. But in general, I don't think a lot of people do that. They kind of treat that interview as maybe being a little bit more adversarial. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to test this guy and see if I can throw him off. Kind of, but that's not the <laughs> point of an interview, in my opinion. No, the point of the interview is to get to the truth of who that person is. Yeah, it's, uh, is this person going to align with, with the goals, right? That's really what it is. So I think the body language, the nonverbal cues, that's really what we want to look for in a person. So what do you tend to look for in, in nonverbal communication? I watch what a person says as well as how they say it. So for example, and people naturally will add emotion to how they feel about something. For example, it's like saying sorry. So let's say I offended you and I say, oh, you know what, Rick, 
I'm really sorry. I did that. I didn't mean to embarrass you. That As opposed to going, sorry. Exactly. Uh, so it's... Like my eight-year-old daughter does. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I watch how they say it. That's yeah. how I know. That's how I measure their sincerity. So in an interview, you can tell when I ask about, hey, tell me about a time when you had to deal with a difficult customer. If their response is, oh, I was, I was able to help because I did this and then I did that and then I was able to get them to the right position or whatever it is. Versus, oh, yeah, customers, so annoying. If that's their response, do I really want them front-facing with? No, you want to weed that out on the phone screen for the most part. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, usually if you could bring somebody on site, they shouldn't have that attitude. God, I would hope not. I would hope not. Yeah, but you know. I think a lot of people, again, if you're skills-based, hey, you have the skills, can you come in for an interview? Yes. Right. How do you know when somebody's at ease? This is something that I think a lot of people are not aware of. Mm-hmm. So as you're talking, you're getting somebody comfortable. You know, your demeanor as the interviewer mm-hmm. is the one is the thing that sets the tone. But you have a lot of entrepreneurs. You have a lot of people that are kind of type A personality that are going, going, going. Mm-hmm. How do you know that somebody's at ease and you go, okay, now I can break into my questions. Okay. I, well, I look at a lot of things. I look at posture. So if someone is like sitting at the edge of the desk and they're just fumbling through papers, they're playing with their fingers, you know, something that tells me they're checking their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Something is off. This person is not at ease. They're not comfortable. I'm not going to get what I need from them. So as, as questions come and as they see, look, I'm not a threat. It's okay. And it's important that you project that, that they understand that you're not a threat, but it's also more important. You do what you need to do to get them comfortable. Before you start going into the inquisition part of the uh, interview. Yeah. And that's it's setting that rapport up front. It's saying that you're safe here. So you're looking at the posture, Mm -hmm. like somebody's leaning in, leaning back, like what? Yeah, leaning back. Are they, you know, and on the flip side of that is, are they too comfortable? Nervous tics. Yeah. Yeah, like twitching feet and fumbling fingers and stuff. It's the whole thing. It's stuttering in in the conversation. It's, but then, like I said, on the flip side. You have the people that lean back, their legs crossed, they have their arm up on the chair. You know, that's when, okay, they're too comfortable. Maybe they're too important. (laughs) The the body says a lot. It does. What would you consider to be positive body language? And then we'll flip it as to what would you consider to be not so positive body language? Sure. So I think when I perceive someone is calm, they're sitting back in their chair. (laughs) It feels more like a conversation. Think of it like when you're talking to a friend. There's just a relaxed energy about the conversation. Hard to describe, but there's just, the person just is, seems relaxed. Now they're just telling you stories. I can tell when a person... See, that's too laid back for me. I, I had a boss years ago who, like when somebody would lean back in their chair and put their arms behind their head, would drive him nuts. He'd be like, well, you don't have time to be lazy. That was yeah. his perception of being lazy. Like, yeah, I'm just cruising. Well, those are the negative cues. Right. Um, but, but also, you know, when you have somebody engaged, you'll see that they tend to lean in. Yeah, they're, you can tell they are there. They're listening. They're, they're responding. But there's just a natural rhythm to the conversation is, I guess, what I meant to say. Whereas if someone is fidgety, they're just answering the question. They want to get in and out of your question. They want to make sure they impress you. And they give off that vibe. Like I'm trying to impress you. That's when you can tell, when I can tell that they're not in a good spot. We as humans though tend to mirror, as you mentioned too, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're, they're going to pull their cues off of you. If you tend to be a little bit more laid back and sitting back in your chair, they should be subconsciously mirroring you. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be aware that maybe they're doing that on purpose too. 
They're aware of it. Yeah, they're aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, those are the things that I look for. I try to get them into a place where the defenses are down. And that's what I try to get every candidate to. Are there any obvious flags that you come across? Some people have a problem with people with eye contact. They're visual and they have to look around. Uh, Negative cues for me are when they are over-relaxed. Because that tells me that... eh, They don't give a shit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, in a way. But it tells me that they're too comfortable. They're too good for me. Therefore, it may be too good for the company. There's no humility there. I look for these signs, and it's based on our culture for the company. But there are other cultures where I, we need someone that thinks highly of themselves. And if they don't have that quality, then ooh, they're, they're going to suffer here. So why punish them? But for our company in particular, we're looking for that person that's coachable, that can grow, that can be someone that adds to the team. So I look for that humility. Are they able to be taught? and be coached. So it really depends, again, on the role, the company, the culture, the team that they're going to be a part of. There's so many factors in there. You have to be aware of what your environment is. Mm -hmm. I say all the time on the show, you have a culture no matter what. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have this serendipitous culture. I mean, there's lots of companies out there that have a very hardcore culture, but they embrace what they are. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. You want people that mirror that as opposed to people who are just trying to fit into that. Exactly. Yeah. Again, back to the skills. Skills are great, but I'm going to hire the whole person, not just the skill. You know, I did some reading as I was prepping for this, and there was an FBI agent who wrote an article on shoulder movement and how your shoulders will actually give away more than what you know. He looks at people's shoulders and he can tell when people are lying or Mm -hmm. uncertain of what they're saying based on shoulder movement. And it was pretty fascinating because he was saying what ends up happening is when people lie, there's a tendency to either look away from you or look at you intently when they lie to you. But where he looks is he looks at, he just watches the shoulders and he said either one or both shoulders will raise up just kind of slightly. It's your body saying you're uncertain of what you're talking about, which was fascinating to me. Paying attention to shoulder movement might be a good indicator as to whether or not somebody's going to fit or whether or not they're telling the truth. Oh, yeah. I I look for those things actually as well because I I mean, I can't tell everyone who's lying. But sometimes when I'm speaking to people, I can tell if they're fabricating something. If they're speaking from experience or if they're speaking from this is what I read in an article, I'm going to impress this person. Sometimes you can tell in the tone that they're saying it in. Yeah, and that's kind of like our bullshit meter that pops up. Uh, I don't know if I really believe that, but I think that you're picking up on those nonverbal cues too. Yes. That are at present. Oh, yeah. So that's why I watch so intently. And I'm, you know, I'm fascinated by what they say, but I'm more fascinated by how they're telling me that story. Key takeaways. Give me two or three things that uh, you would like the listener to be able to plug into their business today that would help them in well, making sure that they're getting the right people. Sure. One, I'd say when we hire a person, make sure you're okay with the whole person because you are going to spend probably more than eight hours a day with this person, yeah. you and your team are. So I would say watch for that. The second is not just watch for Well, interview for that too. Yeah, we should interview for that. That's what the point of an interview is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. You're going to date before you get married, right? Yes. Of course. And the second thing I'd say, watch for not just what they say, but how they say it, is how they tell their story. That's going to be a telltale sign of the person you you get to be around for a long time during your week. It's important that you get them calm first. Make sure that you're getting in a comfort zone that get, allows you to extract the information that you need in an educated decision. Yes. 
We're just about out of time for today's show. I told you it went by quick, right? Very quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to thank you for your time investment today and um, welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, I'm sure that uh, some people would like to find out more about you or your company. What's the best way for them to reach you? Our company website is antisroofing, A-N-T-I-S, roofing.com. Okay. Uh, My email is ernie at antisroofing.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn because there are not a lot of Ernie Basultos out there. Actually, I think just me. I think you were the only one I typed in. Yeah. (laughs) I will pop up first. (laughs) It's not, there's like 10 Rick Gerrards and I'm trying to get rid of all of them. (laughs) So I'm the only one. (laughs) All right. uh, I know. Shh, that'll be our little okay, secret. Got it. Um, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We need your feedback to uh, up our game and bring you more highly valuable content. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, radio.com. Or you can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitchers, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow us on LinkedIn and, and Facebook as well. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Mark Angel. Mark is the CEO of Amira Learning. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 